Ah, yes. Thank you. Welcome to it. Uh, my name is Mabale Moloi. And I'm Timmy Maronki. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not going to take issue with that anymore because I can't take issue with how you say your name. It's none of my business. How dare I? It's about how everybody else says I my name. I must just get over myself. It's about how you say your name and how you want to hear your name said. Yes. And uh, welcome to it. Another edition of Sipping Tea. So it is a Tuesday. Mm. Oh, and then we are very slowly heading into that season where it's no longer Samane. Because technically, are we in autumn now? We are in autumn, yes, darling. So we're in autumn and then after autumn comes winter. And and you know, winter is my favorite season of the year. But you're single. Oh, snap. That like that, that deserves a drops mic kind of (laughs) moment. Kind of gif or kind of sound effect. That, that... (laughs) Yo, it was so good, I think. It was so And, um, it, 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 but, but, it, but it's, it's fine. I'm single, but, you know, I have friends who love me. But, um, that, yeah, no, the reason that it's one of, it's my favorite season, the only reason really, it's because that it's my birthday. Oh, happy birthday! Happy birthday! So it means your party has to have been indoors or during the day, like because then at night is way too cold. It is. This is the thing, though, is that it's almost impossible to get people to go out on my birthday yeah. to do like a little birthday dinner nyan yeah. thing. They're like, no, guy. Me and this couch and the body heat that is my man, we are here. I don't know about you and your restaurant with fancy dinner. It's have not going to happen. Have your friends ever sent you a guy for your birthday? Like, has anyone ever actually gone, oh my gosh, it's super cold. This guy's super hot and he can go and just be with my ballet for like the evening and just keep her warm. It no. It doesn't even have to copulate. They're oh just... my gosh. No, my friends don't love me. Oh my gosh. Because, I mean, the fact that nobody has thought to do that for me. It's hurtful. It is. And I don't. I, I don't even know if they're my true friends anymore. I've barely known you that long, and that's the first <gasps> thought that came to my mind. Would that, would that's you, what you need for your birthday? Would you send him wrapped in a box, Proper. like with 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 the the the, the door ring? Because I don't have a doorbell, so it would be Coco. Yeah. And then would I open the door, and then would yes. would they be just this big box? Yes. And then and then what would happen? Yes. <laughs> and then you open the doors, and inside the doors there's another door. This <laughs> is gonna just hold you the whole night. <laughs> <laughs> it's a double doers. It's a double doers type of situation. Ah, no, that's great. That's you know, great. It's funny. What I like about winter really is I like to cover up. So I don't know. I, I that's the only thing I like about winter that I I actually get to wear long, like you know, baggy things. I don't know. I don't know. Outside of that, I feel uncomfortable in winter. I don't like it. I just like what I can wear. Because you don't like feeling cold. Is is that the, the, the obvious reason? Cold. I was born in December, bruh. Oh. So me and the cold, we are not a thing. No, eh? you don't get along. No, no. See, another reason why I think I like winter is, you know, when you mentioned covering up. And for me, it's also a case of, like, if I'm feeling really uncomfortable in my body mm. and I'm just <laughs> feeling extra, yes. I feel I can get away with that look 
in in a winter wardrobe than in yeah. a summer wardrobe because yeah. you know in summer everything is showing you yes your your arms you know if you're yeah. wearing jeans like yeah. the, it's just everything's out everything there. is out yeah. there but with winter you can always throw on a coat or a jacket <laughs> and a scarf and then it just hides all your insecurities oh, you, oh, you get to wear those nice thick stockings that actually shape your legs nicely yes. and they don't look so wobbly anymore yes. because now they're being held in by yeah. the stuff yeah. and then you can wear your mini but then it's like oh but I'm not wearing a mini because look at the tights I'm wearing underneath yes. and then you still feel comfortable yeah yeah yes. I like that whole thing the- and you know what? Also, I suppose what I don't like is now there's going to be gas happening in my life because we have gas heaters in the house. Oh, the gas struggle is real. Uh, that struggle is proper because now there are kids involved. So now certain parts of the room can have gas and certain points. And, you know, it's just, man. And then I've got two kids, one of whom is asthmatic, the other one was asthmatic, just came off the pump, but I don't know what's going to happen in winter. Like, winter for me is stressful, bruh. Because then I know for a fact that, well, now I'm taking them for flu vaccines. Dudes, if you have kids, take them for the flu vaccine. It doesn't mean they're not going to get the flu, but it means they're not going to get the worst strain of the flu. So that's what I do for my kids. So then what do you do and say when you encounter those people who will tell you that the flu vaccine is a complete waste of a child's immune system and that they don't do anything? Then I tell them, well, I'm glad your child is a superman <laughs> or a superwoman. My children are not built like that. Yeah. Um, because I started this whole uh, um, vaccinating thing two years ago and I saw the difference, um, particularly with my firstborn because he's the asthmatic one. Um, and then the younger, my youngest one, the middle child has no doubt. My middle child, that's the one where I'm wasting money. <laughs> that child, what do you mean? That child is healthy as an ox. Like, oh, okay. We don't get it. Like at some point, my husband said, one day you'll tell me who's the father of this child because this child is, my child does not get sick. He's got those super strong genes. He's, you know what? It gets come to a point where we've had to buy vitamins and give him because then he feels left out and you're like, you don't want to encourage a child to get sick. But then you can see he's feeling left out that these guys are getting attention, like they're being nebulized, they're being whatever because they're sickly. He's not. So now what I started doing is I bought him, I bought him multivitamins and then when I'm giving the others medicine, then I give him multivitamin. To make him feel like a to sickling. Like you see, this is, this is the odd thing. It's weird. Because everybody wishes for good health. Yes. And then you've got this child who is, you he's say, a, like an ox. Yeah. And a, then you're giving him fake medication to make him feel child. like he's sick. He's the middle child. It's rough. <laughs> it's rough. But he does, as he gets older, he's going to realize the benefits. Because what it means is when those other two are dragged because now they must sleep on these meds, he gets the hugs from me. Mm. Like, yes, I may be holding those other ones because, oh my gosh, they're like walking towards the light and I tell them, no! Medical aid still covers you. You don't have to go to the light. Medical aid covers you coming back. Um, the, so he, I can see that he feels a bit neglected because then he thinks he's not getting the hugs and it's very complicated, hey? So that whole middle child thing, is that a, is that a, it is, it's a thing. It's an actual, I see, it's, I, it's I, a thing. Is it? I don't I've know. watched him regress. I've watched him regress ever since my last born was born. And he, like, for example, he's four, but he'll insist that I feed him if the little sister's in the room. Because he knows automatically I want to feed the two-year-old. But now the two-year-old is into feeding herself. He does not care. I must still feed him. 
Now the two-year-old is going, ah, feed me then. Mm, now mm. you should see me when it's time to chow. I'm sitting there on the floor with two plates of food that are not mine. And I'm feeding across, across, across. And then half the time I'm eating with them that by the time I'm supposed to eat, I'm full. And there was a time when, um, Efia was still on, like, wasn't, was still on that super soft, like, Nestami vibes. <laughs> and the other one was on solids. And I was so tired. And I remember my sister going, what are you doing? Cause there I was feeding the older one. The Nestami <laughs> stuff. Oh boy. You know, sleep <laughs> deprivation is apparently a real and serious problem with, with mothers. It's a thing. And I think winter in South Africa is also frustrating. Like, I know somebody's listening going, why are they talking about winter? But it's, it's also frustrating time because you know that's when the blackouts are going to be coming out proper. Yeah. You know? Load shedding. Thank you. Load shedding Thank is going to be... Thank you, government. Then you're going to hear those horrible stories of, of shacks burnt down. But you know, it, it, we mentioned the middle child syndrome thing, but then doesn't every child, depending on their placing in that system, doesn't like doesn't every child suffer from their own thing? Because I've I've always thought that as the firstborn, you probably have it the roughest, <laughs> because you know it's like it's I mean it's you're, like it's like you're a, the guinea pig. You are the guinea pig because your parents didn't know what the. <laughs> How they were doing with you when you came around. So all their tried and tested methods yes. went through with you. Yeah. By the time number two and number three come along, you know, they're more, they're more confident about what they're doing. They're like, mm, yeah, okay, no, I got this. Even some of them are self-raising. Like, so, yeah. But then the, that firstborn, Joe, like he's like, he's like your first car that you drive, right? <laughs> you like, it gets all banged up because yes. you're still brand new scratch at this thing. It, you scratch dented, it, you dent it, you. And, and you know, and then, <laughs> Like five years down the line, now you're driving like some E class or C class or something, and it's like all shiny and luxurious looking, and you're like, yeah, look at me. And you're not just taking it to that honchi around the corner to get it fixed. You actually take it to an actual accredited place to get it fixed. Yeah, so I'm just saying, like, shame. The first ones also have it rough, and then the last ones are just completely spoiled. And I can say this with confidence because I'm a last born at home. Okay. No care in the world, no responsibility. Everybody's always is ready to defend you no matter what. And you demand things then? Well, you know what? No shame. I, I wasn't very, very demanding as a child. Mm-hmm. But then um, I did discover that my older brother and sister were always prepared to take the fall for something that I had done, which was wrong. Like for some, there's this protective element that your older siblings have over you, which is natural, I suppose. Yeah. But I mean, I think maybe with, with, with boys, it's different because, you know, with boys, if you're, a, if you're an older brother to a younger brother, you'll probably just be beating up the younger brother all the time because you want to toughen them up. I don't know. But wait, wait, wait. Are you the youngest child of just boys before you? No, they, I'm the youngest child of three in that um, there's my older brother who's the firstborn mm-hmm. and then my late sister, she was mm-hmm. the middle child and uh-huh. then there was me who's the baby. Because ah, I always find that the genders make a difference as well because what I found is my firstborn is the pure firstborn. He's a real firstborn. He's the firstborn boy. You know, he's the king. And then my secondborn is the lastborn boy. Mm-hmm. So he's a lastborn and is a middle child. So there we literally do have a bit of a problem. <laughs> it's just, there's a lot more work required and, there. Exactly. And my last born is not a last born. My last born girl does not behave like a last born. My last born girl is a first born girl. So she, her behavior really is that of a first born. Um, I think the last born thing just comes with what she'll get away with, but she's a first born in that she's the only girl. So yeah. And what I found is she she really runs the household. 
The beef is always between her and the eldest, never her and the middle child. Really? Ever. I'm telling you, if Bonsu, which is the first one, is not defending Lisedi, it's a fear defending Lisedi. Or it, I swear, like it's it's so weird. It's really really weird. Um, so I th- I think it also depends on on how how people are placed. I'm just glad they're all pretty much the same age. I mean, you've got your seven year old, your four year old, and your two year old. You know, and the four and the two are generally the shit starers and the seven year old is the is the orderly guy. But once in a while the youngest one is the one calling people to order. Like he will run to me and she'll run to me and be like, Mommy, mommy, stay the boss at Dean. I had Dean, I fight Dean. I'm like, Okay. She must be so cute though. I mean I can just picture her like a little girl. With her mum's personality. <laughs> Unfortunately. So strong-willed. Yeah. Sometimes feisty when she feels Ew. like it. But then, you know, in charge, commanding, that Ew. kind of thing. You know, the child is yours and you cannot deny. You know, I was reading, I came across an article about, because apparently there's, um, in, in different parts of the world, in different countries of the world, there is a lot of conversation that's be, that's been had or that is being had around um, paternity leave being extended, right? Mm. Because um, I don't know in this country, for example, how much time fathers get yeah. when when they become fathers from yeah. work. But I know it's not as you know it's not as much as the women. Obviously, it's not mm. like up to six months or whatever. Mm. Like however much it is that some women go on maternity leave. Mm. So people in different parts of the country of the world rather have been having these discussions, and. I think in the UK, they proposed that the fathers have extended paternity leave. And then they conducted a survey to ask the men, so if you could take, say, for example, two months from work, um, as opposed to however many number of days that you'd be giving now for paternity leave, would you find that to be something useful? And according to this use, uh, to this survey in the UK, only 1% of men said, I would take up that leave and use it to be at home with the child. Because they reckon, no, this is true. These men reckon that the women wouldn't want them around there anyway, and they're more than prepared to do the job on their own. Wow. And I was just like, oh, okay. But, you know, I'm not a mother, so I don't know how demanding or how much pressure it puts on the woman. And I don't, I mean, I can assume or imagine that it would be nice to have the father of the child helping you out. Yes, so you can take turns sleeping. And for me, why it makes sense that uh, guys should take that leave, but also time it time it a specific way. You know, for me, closer to when you're going to go back to work, that's when you need to start getting your, your vitality back. Because what I found, um, I found it, it happened with me, and I've spoken to other women who, it seems that's how it happened to them. They only get to recover when they go to work. That's when they start recovering. So it means you're not arriving at work at your optimum. Mm. You're arriving to work to now recover from all of the work of a newborn baby, the rest, your body, the pain, if you had cesarean. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think men should, if you're a present father, because, you know, my, my husband did that. I mean, with my last pregnancy, that it wasn't the case of, oh, now I'm tired and I'm going back to work. It was literally this guy. I think in the last month, Mpo literally was the dad. Like the, I was sleeping more than anything. He would only wake me up because I had the titty. Unless I'd pumped. And, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I would pump and there'd be milk in the fridge. But once it's run out. And also close, getting closer to work. It became a thing of let's not use the milk that's been pumped and put in the freezer. Let's keep that milk for when you're actually away. 
You know what I mean? Because mm. we're storing this milk for my absence because we, we, with all my children, I've delayed putting them on formula for as long as I possibly can. So with the last child, it was that thing of literally my job was just to be the cow. Uh, the rest of the time, it was take care of yourself, rest, start gymming, start getting your vitality bag, go out for coffee or whatever with a friend, start having you like adult conversation with people. Because, you know, when you've had your child, like, you know, there's the time. We're not the same. I, I have friends who the day they've had the child, you see them sending you a work email and you're like, but did you not just pop a child? <laughs> did a human being yes. not just leave the orifices <laughs> of your body? You know, and they're like, yeah, but teams, you have to get this thing out. It's like, ah, but you're thinking, yeah, see, me, mm. I am. But then I suppose for me, it was three cesareans. The last one was obviously quite touch and go because um my, my scar had started splitting before the baby was born. So they were like, <sighs> Let's go get that child for you, dad. What do you mean it started splitting like when, when you were at home sitting space, on the couch the, chilling? The space between my last child and the middle child was too, sh- was too short. Okay. Because what happens is, you know, when you have a cesarean, it's always best to cut the same scar over the same scar when you have the next baby. Right. And of course, there's always more and more tissue buildup when your body's healing. Yes. So by the time I had the last child, I had all of this tissue um, that, that that had built up around where the scar was, but it hadn't had enough time to heal because I fell pregnant when my firstborn had just turned a year old. I think he had just turned a year and yeah, a year and a half and I fell pregnant. In fact, yes, it was a, it was exactly a month after my child's birthday that I found out I was pregnant. <laughs> so, um, my scar hadn't healed completely. So by the time I was in my last trimester, the scar had thinned a lot. And but what was what was happening? What was happening? Like, wait, were you in pain? I was in a lot of pain. And you can't even be popping hectic painkillers because yes, you're pregnant, right? You're pregnant, you're not, you're, yeah. you're allowed basically yeah, like, nothing. Can I have some heroin? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we was, don't think that that would be a good idea right dude, about now. And it was worse because now I'm having a girl. So this is my first girl. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't know if it's the hormones that come with a girl. But it felt like my pelvis had been melted. It felt completely melted. Like my husband will tell you now, the look on his face when you, when you ask him about this will tell you how horrible it was. I couldn't even turn in bed. Like I would need to turn. Like literally I've been on one side. It's time to switch sides, like be on my back or whatever. And it would take half an hour to move me because it was excruciatingly sore. If I realized I needed to pee, I would cry, Baba. Because I couldn't even, just to get up and put weight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, no, actually, I don't know what you mean. Now, what's worse? (laughs) But here's what's worse now. The doctor's like, yeah, so tombs from November, you can't keep working. Now I'm taking secret gigs. (laughs) Secret gigs in November. Not realizing I'm making my situation worse because my job, I'm on my feet. It's oh not like someone else is like, I'm sneaking off to work, but, but at I'm least I'll be, be sitting yeah, on my feet. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it ended up at a point where now I could, I could barely walk. And and the, the doctor was like, right, we're not letting you get to nine months. We're going we to fit your child at around eight months. Mm. So I went in for a checkup and, she was, and he, he was like, hey, yo, so your scar, hey. <laughs> it's um opening. 
So let's kind of go fetch your child now before it gets nasty. Yeah, no. You see, the thing that I was thinking about with regards to this the survey that I was looking at about how only 1% of the men said they would actually take the extended paternity leave is I can just picture and imagine the kind of fighting that that <laughs> could potentially cause in a household. Because here you are, you are a mother, you are sleep deprived because, you know, it's a tough job. Yeah. Um, you're dealing with a crying, maybe sickly colleague, mm. baby, all those wonderful mm. things that come with being a mother. Mm. And then there you are sitting thinking, well, at least my husband is going to take like a month from work because <laughs> now the law says he can, yeah. you know, and then and he then can he help me out in this thing, like tag, you're it. And then he comes home and he's like, yeah, but you know, actually you got this. <laughs> no, but also it's some fine. women are such bitches about it though. <laughs> some women really don't let their guys help. I've seen it. Like the guy doesn't even get it chance to mess up you stop him from helping before he even starts helping mm. so on, it's, it's two-sided on some level i do understand what those guys are saying yeah. because all it means is they get to stay home and feel useless some of them it's also i'm gonna stay home i don't know what to do with the child i'm scared i'm gonna break the child let me take this but can i postpone my paternity leave <laughs> to when the child is about three yeah. and i can go kick balls with them somewhere <laughs> <laughs> I take them, you know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah. I think sometimes let's just shame these poor guys. Let's cut them some slack, you know. Some people are just, some of, some of them are going. Yeah, I'm gonna sit at home. Then all that stuff I've done, mm. she now has the chances to come and tell mm. it. You know what I she, mean? She now has a chance, chance oh, to make it up. Oh, they're scared they'll get her pregnant. <coughs> no man, Kanti, are you? Hey. Hey, hey, <laughs> don't know, man. You know it happens. I know, but the thing is, how how soon after giving birth, really, are you going to start doing the? No, this is my question because because mothers are always going on and on about how they sleep deprived, right? Mm. And then the there is tension in the house because you are sleep deprived, and then maybe, as you said, you are criticizing your husband of not being supportive enough for you, or you know you you don't want him touching the baby because you're like, hi, hey, but you don't even know what you're doing, and then he feels all abandoned and he's like, yeah, but now she only focuses on the baby and she's forgotten about me. <laughs> So, realistically speaking, how soon after the, the birth of a child do the people start going back into their normal groove? You see, my mother, when I had my first baby, this is how I'm going to answer your question. My mother, my late mother, when I had my firstborn, <laughs> insisted that Mpo cannot sleep in the same bed with me for three months. Okay. I was like, hold on. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's my man. And I was like, why? Uh. It's culture. It's culture. <laughs> Now, if you know to me, it's culture. Hey. It's the kind of, to this day, my family knows. They can never tell me as an explanation that anything is culture. Hey. They know they must explain why. Okay. So I nagged and nagged until she said to me, he's going to make you pregnant again. <laughs> Simple as that. He's going to make you pregnant. And my, <laughs> my husband has these two cousins who are literally months up. They, they were born. The, the, the age gap between them is 10 months. Something ridiculous like that. <laughs> and that for me was, yeah, my mother was not lying about okay, these things. Okay. Okay. I saw, I don't know. Think about it. Next time we're walking in Bo Wuli's book, okay, watch, watch. You will find there's a woman who with a tummy mm. who is pushing mm. a toddler, but like a two year old or twins. And she's got this tummy and you're going, but how? And I'll tell you why. You see, when you're breastfeeding, generally, 
you you are not fertile you won't fall pregnant that's but you see what women don't realize is number one we don't eat good things anymore some of these things our hormones are imbalanced anyway mm. number two um you you don't know your own level of of fertility yeah. So for me, with the first child, I was right when I said yeah, I'm breastfeeding. I can't fall pregnant. Me and my husband got back into it. We were fine because isn't it at a Caesar? So the beaver was cool. But what women don't realize is it's not a guaranteed contraceptive that you're breastfeeding. Because hey. I was doing it full time. Sometimes yes, you're breastfeeding, but once in a while you're supplementing with a bottle. So you're not your body's not on a full time course here. Okay. So it happens like that. But then even with the Caesar, the C section. Aren't you not allowed to do certain things for like the first eight weeks after your C-section? Driving, yes. Oh, so can no. you can you get can you get on top and ride I your man to, home? I wanted to punch my gynae <laughs> because I asked in front of my man. I, I'm hopeful. Yeah, I'm hopeful. Yeah, I'm gonna be told I'm getting a two month break, and he said no. As soon as you're ready, you're ready. Go. Remember, it's just stitches, so you can be lying on your back then, just support your stomach because obviously the things you, there are positions you obviously won't be able to do because now your stomach muscles still need to. To t- tighten up again and your stitches are still fresh so just for your own pain and for the risk of tearing your stitches you want to take it easy you know what i mean so yeah we yeah you get in there as soon as you're ready and women who've given natural birth are even worse because i they're done you know the coach is like i've released the stuff i've bounced back to my to my shape let's do this thing Okay. See, I had it. I had it. Oh, yes, because they do. Yeah. Then, then it's a different conversation. uh, uh, Yeah. Then the man must let you heal completely. Because then he can go and break his face. I told that (laughs) issue. So it's still healing. Oh eight six one triple five one eight nine, uh, or you can send your messages straight through to WeChat at uh, CliffCentral.com. That's the official account. Okay, Uh, but can I just while we're still on that note? Yes. That. I just want to ask women who've had babies who are in new relationships, especially, um, or who are going through first babies that, you know, that child is there because of the two of you. Yes. It's a precious person who is completely and utterly dependent on you and completely and utterly dependent on your man. Just be, just remember that he's still your guy. Just, just be cognizant of that. You know, I always tell people I have four kids. I have four. It's the three I gave birth to yeah. and is the one that married me. So you really don't take it for granted that he knows you just had a child and oh, it's so, so difficult. He also has needs. In the same way, he is falling over his feet to make sure you've eaten and to do his best and still get in your way and you still cuck on him. Just remember that you can't, yes, you can't have sex with him or you don't feel like you can have sex with him. But there's oral sex, man. There's exciting things you can do with him. Excite him. Just make him know you still want him and you still love him. Some of us have made that mistake when we've had uh, our babies. And some of us were lucky enough to fix it while there was time. There are people who weren't. So don't, don't kill your relationship over the very thing that is there because of that beautiful relationship. That's the deepest I'll ever be on this show. I'm okay. sorry. It's All just right. it's something no, it's very fine. close to my heart because I feel like it's one of the, the silliest reasons, not silliest, but the most avoidable reason that I found a lot of couples breaking up so soon after having their children that, you know, the children have become the reason for them to break up. All right. And on that note, we'll go on a little break. Uh, this is Sipping Tea with myself, Mabale Moloe and Dumi Morake. Stay with us. CliffCentral.com. Download the Cliff Central app. 
Available now on the Apple App Store and Google Play Store. Yes, you're still with uh, sipping tea. Although, uh, can we just be honest about yes. the fact that it's very rare that we actually sip tea on this <laughs> on this show? Because you know, um, let's let's just put it out there and be frank. Um, yes. You know, I, I was just thinking to myself, I can't remember the last time I actually went to see a movie with like the whole movie experience though. So like cinema, popcorn, mm, slash puppy. Oh, I always go for the slash puppy. Yeah. Nothing else will do. It's like, it, it, it just, it's incomplete. It's popcorn and slash. Yeah. It's yeah. The popcorn and cold drink thing. I don't no, know because it has to be a slash. It has to be a slash. Yes, Do and I then go. and then you get a bit of that the, that the, hit the brain, when it hits you in the, the head, brain, and you're like, yeah. and then you go in yeah. for another one yeah. anyway. Yeah. So yeah, but I mean, I was I was just thinking because all the movie watching that I do now is basically from my couch, sometimes mm. on the laptop, depending on you know whether you're watching pirated stuff or not. But I can't remember the last time I went to go see an and movie <laughs> for the movie experience. I really must. I really must. Can I take you out? Because I do it all the time. <gasps> I do it with the kids. I do it by myself, and I'm spoiled now. Now I can't do the complete play. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm always either in like prestige or I'm in like IMAX. Like that's how much I've been watching. Yes, I'm gonna date you. That's fine, but I don't do girly movies. Just prepare yourself. Rom coms. No, me, I don't do that stuff as well. I'm that girl. Yeah. When Star Wars came out. Oh yes, this is right. I had my Star Wars slippers because I have my Darth Vader slippers. Okay. And then the only thing I regret. Is that I didn't have my braids because if I did, I would have done the whole Princess Leia thing on my head. Yes, with the two yeah. big braids on yeah. either side of the head. So the force was medium with me that day. Oh, okay. I will take you out. We're gonna watch something. I'm gonna take you. I'm gonna take you on two experiences. We're gonna do two dates. Okay. Please say the other one is a strip club. Sorry. Yeah, but we're talking about <laughs> the movies. Can <laughs> we just? You said. Can you we said just two. for five okay, months? All right. Okay. Discuss okay. the level of thirst. Okay. No. <laughs> That is my balloon. Like, I can't work like this, guys. We are focused. We've discussed. We're going to talk about this. And then the first just breaks through. That The first is like, this is my chance. I get it. We said two experiences. Okay. So I just, okay. But because you've taken me away from the movie. No, let's do. Let's no, do. we're going to do the movie. Yes. But I'm going to take you. I'm going to take you to one of the best strip joints I have ever been to. Where? The best strip experience I've ever had with the best food. You could ever have okay. with a kitchen that closes so late that you can even have this food when we arrive. Allow it to digest while we take in all the sexual exploits <laughs> of this place. Yeah. And then, in fact, that's the place where I learned how to make my couch smell nice. Ooh. Yes, because there was a girl there. She was doing her thing and she was amazing. And I'd spent so much money on her that she was literally just willing to chill. Mm. And I was like, charm. Can I kiss your cooch? I kissed her cooch. And I was like, charm. Your cooch smells amazing. And what did she say? What's her secret? I'm going to tell you. I mean, these people, these people these here who are listening, okay. we love them. They have not yet earned the secret. I'm going to tell you the secret. Okay. okay. Anyway. Yeah. So I'm going to take you to that place. Okay. Me, okay. you, that's it. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. 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 I might, if, if you are lucky and I get drunk enough, I might actually pay for you to get a special private something. But, um, okay, okay. But I have to be comfortable with that thing first. Which is why there's drinking involved. Okay. <laughs> Some good old Dutch courage. Okay. That usually does the trick. 
There usually just loosen things up in more ways than one. You get loose. And you know, there you flash the red color card. Ne? If you're not way. flashing cash, don't be with your gold card. No, ne? they don't they, care. Then they go, oh, oh this one's giving you. Just flash black, Baba. Black platinum. Black platinum. That's all you flash. <laughs> this is where bless us. Yeah, uh, yes. Hashtag calling back to previous episode. Hashtag. Anyway, um... Back to the movies. Yes. So I'm going to take you on the, on the, cause my favorite cinema to go to. Wait, I feel like I'm advertising people for free here and then I must go and charge them afterwards. It's fine. I, I can read you have a sentimental, some kind it of is, sentimental attachment it to is, these places. It so it's fine. It is. The first time I ever went to watch movies, in fact, was when I went to SK and I saw Sarafina years ago. Oh man. Um, so anyway, I'm going to take you. To cinema prestige because I love the experience. Um, thing is, I, um, maybe we should go to a nouveau, but I like prestige just for the, you can eat with some nice food, sit there on the couch, like in your own house. It's yeah. very cool. Have it's very, no, I have. It's like, it, I like going there. Yeah. It's very, you know, it's juged up for yes. the, for the movie experience. And I get bothered less. Mm. Like, not that I don't love people. I mm. love taking pictures. I love getting love. But I feel like when I've gone to the movies mm. and I'm with my people or with my kids, it's like, really? Mm. 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 You know? And people just don't have those boundaries. Yes. You know, in that moment, it's all about. And then they're grabbing my balance. saying, my balance, take a picture of us. Yes, yes. And then it'll be me having to also go, please take a, take a picture of me with my balance. Woo, where's, no, where's Karen? Yeah, where's Karen? that, the, yeah. And then it gets rough. <laughs> so, anyway, so we can do that. And then we go and we do a young IMAX. I love the IMAX experience. I actually thought because I'm a girl, I'm going to be like, Ugh, whatever. OMG. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had that IMAX experience. To be honest, the only reason I still enjoy the prestige experience is just because of that whole couch vibe with the space. But after you've been in an IMAX, I feel like every movie just looks like it could look better. It just feels like this could look so much better. I remember, I think it was either late last year or right at the beginning of this year when um, they opened up the 4D movie yeah. experience in, yeah. in, in Cape Town. Yeah. As far as I know, I don't yeah. know if they've opened up any other cinemas of that kind mm. since then. But basically, the 4D experience, in an attempt to take it a step further, they like you get chairs that either vibrate or they move in certain parts of the movie like if you are watching a water scene apparently they these things that spray well not splashing water you're not like a waterfall but there's like they they simulate water hitting you through like water vapor that gets i mean yeah you see so uh, yeah so uh, maybe maybe that's that's about to beat them all but you never know an apartheid movie you can yeah no what happens i guess you start coffee oh no you see can you can you imagine and then and then they get the white ashes to come <laughs> so, because black ash has to throw stones at you. I like it. But the reason that I actually started talking about going to see a movie is because of these movie quotes, right? Ah. From um, what is it? Ten? Th- what? What was? What's the movie? The 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 the, the he does. He's, he's just, just not, that, not that into you. He's just yes. not that into you. Yes. So you came across some of these. I, oh, wait, you have these or what? I. I came across some, I have some, you know, um, I, when you're surrounded by a lot of women and then everybody wants a relationship advice or sometimes you want relationship advice. And I don't know if it's a woman thing, but I always run online. 
I Google yeah. the situation yeah. and then I read what the psychologists are saying or what quotes they are or what a philosopher has to say. I don't know. Sometimes hearing an outside perspective that has nothing to do with your situation itself. Like if it's not someone from your life or your, your world and you want to hear, does this shit happen anywhere else in the world? And what are these people saying about this? You know what I mean? Okay. So one of my favorite ones was this one, Ering. If a guy wants to be with a girl, he will make it happen. No matter what. So trust me when I say if a guy is treating you like he doesn't give a shit, he genuinely doesn't give a shit. No exceptions. He's just not that into you. Boom. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know what it is, though. And I, I, I don't know if there's some kind of like ad- marketing exploitation that's come in here where for some reason women seem to think that if something is said to them through a, a quote, all of a sudden it's, it holds more truth yeah. to it than, than the evidence that was right before you the entire time, yeah. which was suggesting a particular kind of thing. But now because it's being said through a quote that gets retweeted six, thousand times and then you're like yeah and like this yeah yeah, yeah. okay now and i then, see it and now siswe siswe has been given the red card yeah and now she says gone he's isn't out it google yeah. said google said google yeah made it very clear exactly you're not into me exactly and i'm gonna tell you what my problem is with that is it's it's, it's about interpretation mm-hmm. if i'm reading you to be treating me like shit i mean i've met guys who he's catching feelings and in catching feelings He's afraid of the fact that he's catching feelings. He starts to, to, to be a bit jumpy and he avoids you for a second. And, you know, like he's going, okay, I'm going to spend time with her. I, I, I need to limit how much time I'm spending with her because I'm getting, I'm seriously getting into this girl and she's actually not trying to do this with me. Let me not get myself hurt. Or for whatever reason. Mm. But he's catching feelings. And then you read this quote mm. and you're like, oh, mm. if he's treating you. Mm. And then instead of calling Sizu and saying, Sizu, this thing, I'm reading this thing and saying you're treating me like you means you don't want any actually. <laughs> then Caesar can say, actually, I do want to. I was just operating from a place of fear. Yeah. When now you've decided. When now you've no. decided that now Caesar is gone. Now Caesar is gone. Because isn't it after you read that quote, you were, you were thinking, yes. yeah, all those times that Caesar was yes. quiet, he actually didn't give a shit about me. That time. And then you walk in there, tornado. like That you, time Caesar's friend is in hospice. He's been with his friend holding his hand. He didn't tell you about this because men are not expressors. Then what do you do? Then what do you do? That is such a good point that you make, though, about it's your interpretation of mm. how you're being treated. Mm. I mean, I know that there are very clear black and white situations mm. where you know that you're being mistreated by mm. somebody. You know, we can mm. go into abusive relationships mm. and that whole thing. Mm. But a lot of the time, um, you might perceive to be being treated a certain way because your partner is like you said, Caesar is finding it difficult to express himself. Mm. But then you yourself also, your own insecurities mm. are playing into mm. how you think mm. um, you are being treated. Yes. And then you talk to Dumi and Dumi's like, you know, she's got this great relationship from where you, from, from where, where you're, you from where you're sitting yeah. and you're thinking, but then Caesar's definitely treating me like shit because how well he's treating to me. Hashtag meanwhile back at the ranch. Yeah. Let me tell you now, this is a true story. Okay. There's this friend of ours who are all like, but how do you dump this guy? Are you mad? What do you want? What do women want? You say you want the prince. Tell me he'll treat you like a queen. He treats you like a queen. You dump him. And she was like, guys, he was a freak. He was a stalker. I was uncomfortable. Oh. And 
So I was like, okay, I've heard everybody's version of this guy. And you right now look like a crazy bitch who doesn't know what she wants. You tell me what happened. So I was like, no, it's not that simple. I would get a bunch of flowers here and there, too sweet, delivered to the office. That was cool. I changed work. I never really got around to telling him where I'd moved to work-wise, but I got flowers there. And then I got flowers at home. And then they started to be followed with visits. <sighs> so... And and the visits would always be perfectly timed with exactly when I arrive. And if I don't arrive at a certain time, I'm getting a call to find out why I'm not arriving at a certain time. Then it became the phone calls that are literally every hour. Then it becomes if you're not taking, if you miss that one call, but you've taken every other call <laughs> and Nohal, you're phoning back. Forget that you you missed calls. You are phoning back to say, oh, baby, I see I missed your call. Where were you? What were you doing? Why couldn't you call? That kind of thing. And she was like, guys, I couldn't anymore. I yeah. can't. You can't. Now you are here and you're starting to leave your clothing items in my place. And to the point where I'm running after going, oh, you're forgetting your jacket. No, it's fine. No, I'm not forgetting yeah, it. I'm leaving like it. Yeah, yeah, there's a difference. Like, is it a problem that I'm leaving it? No, but I, you know. You don't live, don't live here, here and I don't really want you to come mm. back tomorrow. Mm. Yeah, you see. Yeah, the kind of guy who gets that comfortable. Then he comes to your house, he'll take off his shoes and he'll take off his shirt. And, you know, he'll even cook for you a full meal. Um, you've just come back from work, you'll massage your feet, you'll cook you a full meal. But mm. you must know that each and every single one of your movements must be known. Mm. And to which I turned to the friends and I said, I'm sorry, guys. She just escaped crazy. Mm. You guys are going romantic, romantic. I, this doesn't sound like it was going to end well Mm-mm. at all. I, 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 <sighs> then guys are going to be like, yeah, but teams, you guys don't know what you aren't. But I'm just hashtag saying, hey. Yeah, I hear that thing being thrown around a lot that women don't know what what they want. It's a lie. I, I, it is a lie. I know what I don't want for centuries. Okay, that I know what I don't want. Mm. So don't te- anyway. Carry Listen on. To do this. we have to? Uh, if he's not calling you, if he's not texting you, if he's looking for other girls to date, if he's not taking you out on dates, if he's not asking you to be his girlfriend, then it's because he doesn't want to. Even if he's kissing you, even if he's letting you sleep in his bed with him, even if he's cuddling you at night, even if he gets jealous when you talk about other guys, even if he wanted to be with you, then he would be. But he's not. And he's a fool. Okay. So here's the thing. I I almost don't know how to to feel about about these things now. I almost I almost feel I mean, I don't know if there are quotes Telling men things about us as women. Are That's they? another thing. Are they? Because if because if they are, I would be very surprised because we're like, oh, okay, so seemingly, you know, you guys are also having issues trying to figure things out, and every now and again, you feel inspired from something that you read. But I, because here's the thing, isn't you know. A long, 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 long time ago, women were far more dependent on men and it was socialized that, you know, as a young girl, you're supposed to grow up and want to end up as somebody's wife because unless you end up as somebody's wife, you are going to be, you are going to be a complete useless piece of woman because why were you even here? (laughs) And so I can understand that there's had, there's, there's had to be an adjustment in the way that women think and in the way that women approach 
interactions with men. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm even afraid to call it relationship sure. because, because a lot of the time we think we're in relationships, but it turns out we're not we're because, not, you know, yeah. the guys just on some, no, we are interacting. <laughs> We what, are we are interacting. What is, what is it that I saw before? It's, it's we're more than friends, but less than lovers. <laughs> okay. What are we? So then that then, more than friends. Then there needs to be lovers. a new word for that what to define we? what that is. So I can understand why there are these, you know, these kinds of movies. Like he's just not that into. It. Obviously, it's fun. It's playful. It's a movie. But but you know the 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 conversation that women have had to have with themselves over time as we've become more independent, yeah. as we've you know we've decided. Actually, me, if I want to be a slut, I'm going to be a slut. Yes. And I'm not going to be slut shamed and it's yes. fine. So I can understand w- w- where these kinds of things come from. Because when guys do from... it, they're not sluts, isn't it? Well, no. They, they could never be. They, they could never, players. they could never be to me. And you will still be a slut even as a, 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 an independent woman. They don't care what you say. Hey, listen here. Top 10, she's not that into you. So there is that she's not. But here, I think it was someone forcing matters because it literally feels like, oh, you just transpose things. Okay. One, she doesn't bring you coffee in bed. Oh, come on. Yeah, no, no, no. On second thoughts, then this really is genuine. (laughs) What kind of idiot measures that? (laughs) What if you don't like coffee? I'm not bringing you coffee in bed because guess what? You don't even like coffee. Yeah. Right. She makes plans that don't include you because you're not her life. Mm. She has a life outside of you. And, and also, I don't know if you want to be included in my plans to go to the gynecologist. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, or, or to have, or to have that mud, mud bath with the girls. I don't know if you. Well, the mud bath with the girls, he might. Uh, no, you and I can go together no, on our he own might time. Be interested. But with, if it's me and six of the girls, like That's there's a gang of us, he'll feel. Yeah, but you're all naked. Oh, uh, okay. So then, okay. No, I see which, where you're coming from there. No, he might what? Can I pause for it? Okay. Yes. Sorry. I just, I just spoke about girls and mud and my mind went to porn. <laughs> of course it did. Can I share this for a yes, second? Yes, of course it did. So I, I watch porn. Okay, there. I watch porn. I watch porn. I I came upon something that broke me. It didn't turn me on. I'm sorry. It just, but then I watched out of, in the same way you watch Roadkill. Like, oh my God. (gasps) Have you ever watched the sex wrestling? Um, where they they wrestle and have to make each other come. No. No. Not in mud. The, the aim, the winner is the one who makes the other one come. So you wrestle normal you wrestle style wrestling the person doesn't, and yeah, then somebody because wins? Because you're trying to keep them from making you come so you can't let them get to your cooch. You have to get to her cooch and finger her until she comes. Okay. Like even the boobs and stuff, they grab each other's boobs and... And I'm like, I'm watching this thing and I'm so confused. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously all staged still, right? It's, it's obviously. Yeah. So the fact that there's a winner and a loser. But, but they fight. Yes. No, but they're fighting. Like they're proper, they're proper, the guy, the girl does not want you to make her come. Okay. So she wants to make you come. Okay. So. And the objective is get to hers before she gets to, to yours. yours. Okay. But then once you're there, she must come. Getting there is not enough. Once you're there, you need to give her an orgasm. Until she has the orgasm, she can flip you over and the game continues. But uh, and there's a referee and everything. Oh my gosh. Exactly. Yeah, you see. I was so confused. I was like, I get it, guys. I, I get that sex is explorative and we, we will continue to discover new ways of having sex. But that one. 
I was flabbergasted. It, there's an audience even, like in the in the like, just like in almost, wrestling, almost it's set feel, up that way. Yeah, I almost feel like there's some porn expert out there going, dude, you can't watch porn and still be conservative. But that's me. I I find myself going, but no, I, this I'm not this cool one with doesn't this. make sense to it me. This one sense. I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. Because also when you see that other girl fisting the other girl, you're like, but that can't be pleasurable. No, it's just wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's not. Sorry, just and, you said mad. Yeah. <laughs> um, six women and a guy. No, so th- yeah, so then I'm just. Please check that next time you're on. I'm there. going to I make a note I think, to. I think I found it on Pornhub or something. Okay. Anyway, wow. We we digress. Did I just confess that? I, okay, I right. I can't unsay that. No. Um. Uh. Three. She has ex hangups. Like my ex used to. So yeah, but guys. We all have. We all um, have that that's that's men and women. Mm. And you catch yourself saying things sometimes. Some, if someone's had an impact <gasps> in my life, then, okay. Oh, so, no. okay. Oh no, you yeah, didn't. Yeah. No, I did. I did. Ah. Um, no, I know. It was shortly after I broke up with my ex, and then I got into what was supposed to be a relationship with this other guy, but it was very, 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 very quickly afterwards. And I was, I was what? <laughs> 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 very, very. Do you mean like ex walked out? <laughs> there was a knock on the door. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not very, very, it's just, <laughs> it's not giving me hope. Eh? The, re- the, the reason I'm stressing the varies is because I said to him, I said, look, this might be just some kind of rebound for you and I, because he'd also just gotten out of a long-term relationship. And I said to him, maybe let's not put pressure on ourselves to call this a relationship or anything like that, because we, the two of us could just be rebounding. And if we have that understanding, then it's fine. It's fine, yeah. And okay, then we were rebounding and rebounding and then we were rebounding for a while. And then it was just like, oh, okay, so maybe let's just hang around each other and let's see if this could be a thing. And then the one day he called out my name and I, I, I responded with the ex's name. <gasps> and I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh. He was so not happy with that, which I understand. I mean, it would, it, it, you don't want to be confused for somebody that you are not, especially not the ex. But it was it was a slip of the tongue. It really was. Those slips are dangerous. Those I, slips are very dangerous. I had, I had a slip like that when I had a bit <laughs> of a, a side dude uh, in university. Um, <clears throat> this was before I started dating my husband. So this was with my ex mm. before my, my husband. And um, so I... Um, yeah, so I had this other arrangement. <laughs> I wouldn't call it a relationship. It was an arrangement. Okay. And one time during the arrangement, during a trust oh. with the arrangement, mm. I did call out. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. So these things. You see that reaction you have is the reaction this person had. Oh, he burst out he laughing. He burst out laughing. Oh, that's because good. Because their names are quite close together. <laughs> so... At the risk of exposing myself. But at least so, love. So, for example, it's like if if I was with with, with Ike, eh. and then I said Mike, yeah, and then Ike starts laughing, going, "Oh, so how many times have you said my name in that situation?" <laughs> I, I was broken, <sighs> broken, and you know, I and actually, and ever since then, I don't say people's names in bed. I have heard that that for your own safety's sake, you must just not. Although disclaimer, I am. Uh, yeah, well, yes, it's kind of pointless now seeing me. No, yeah, this, it's it's completely it's, it's wasted. It's it's advice for me to take. This is, this is 
It's just too cold. But just like this, uh, the, uh, how scandals begin. Because you're like, <laughs> you are thinking in that space. You're not here. And yeah, someone's no, going, oh, but to me, isn't it you are? Yeah, but I'm speaking. From, from that, that context, context of the time when you were not a married woman. <laughs> And then also speaking to me, who's a single woman. You do that to me, though. You make me feel in the I'm, conversations. I'm sorry. I'm not... I forget these things that you <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, what else? If she doesn't participate in your serious activities, if you are watching Sixteen's Rugby or whatever version of rugby, I don't get rugby. I don't like rugby. I am not going to take part. But then are you then allowed to get upset when he doesn't want to participate in your activities? What activities? Because he's just complained that you don't include him in your plans. Uh, <laughs> okay, that's good. All right. Uh, objection, your honor. Sustained. Yeah, moving on. Or, you know, whatever it is that they say in American law. She pays, um, she pays more attention to her cell phone than you. That is such a guy thing. Is it though? I've been in trouble for playing Candy Crush. <laughs> I don't I I don't know. I I think that that can also be a woman thing. Yes. Why else are women generally speaking women going through their partners phones? Yeah, but this one's on her own phone. Huh? This one's on her own phone. But what am I not understanding here? I get this this quote is say, this quote is saying if she's paying more attention to, to her phone, her phone than, than, to you. than to you, it's a problem. Mm. Yeah, so if you are sitting there with your man and he's paying a lot of attention to his phone, you know, it's these things that people say that mm, when the phone rings at home, sometimes he just lets it ring. He doesn't answer. Mm. And then you go in there and you're like, mm, what are you? Who are, whose call and are you says, not answering? Oh, baby, I'm not answering the phone because, because I'm, I'm paying attention to you. That's how you save yourself, gentlemen. You're welcome. <laughs> We don't agree with that one. Do we agree with that no, one? No, that's, that's not, that's petty. That's it's like, a little, just, mm. it's, I mean, we do everything on our phones these days, mm. you know? Although, I suppose, well, there's some merit to it, I suppose. She values the advice of others over conferring with you. Oh, no, you see, this is a dangerous one because how many times Will you get your girls to weigh in on a situation involving you and your partner? And then you take their advice or their word over what he actually says. Then I wouldn't be married. Oh. Maybe yeah. that's why I'm still not married. <laughs> you must regroup it and reevaluate. Uh, okay, that one is valid. I like that one. She doesn't help you and covers up with, I believe you'll figure it out. This is a needy man. I've never known any man who's crying that the woman isn't helping him. Mm. She doesn't help you and covers up with, I believe you'll figure it out. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I, this guy is, I don't think this person wrote I don't think this one is this a legitimate. Is, the, uh, the person was going through something. Yeah, I don't, you see, this is, this is the problem in, in 2016 is you can, you know, you could start a blog and you could start writing things and then you can decide that you are some kind of self-proclaimed somebody who knows it. And then, and then people will have conversations about the things that you say. You're going to love this next one. She's unmotivated sexually, i.e. you go the extra mile. She doesn't. Oh, Yeah. Uh oh, it seems like you've got something to say. You must get it off your chest, your, your chestuses. This thing of guys and all this is. No, no, come on, do it, do it, do me, come on. 
<gasps> I just feel like if if you okay this okay see I I, I'm, I, can't, I don't even know how to articulate it. Try. You have to now. You cannot leave us hanging. When it comes to sex, yeah, there are a lot of things that guys do not to please you, but for their own ego of look what I was able to make her do. So this kind of line for me oh. makes me question that. Like, you are going the extra mile. Is it really for her or for you? Like, you know what I mean? Um, she, first of all, I, did you ask her what gets her excited? Did you bother to find out? You know, um, like if, for example, my personality, you need to engage me. Mm. If you don't engage me, trust me, nothing starts moving at any point. The minute you've got my mind, ah, the rest of me just follows. Mm. You know what I mean? She's unmotivated. What do you mean she's unmotivated? Like, what motivation do you need, Keda? I mean... But because men and their egos are so fragile, mm. is do they maybe... And, and this is going back to what you were saying is... Maybe they feel like you need to reciprocate reciprocate in a certain kind of way or on a certain level for him to feel good about himself mm. and what he was able to achieve. It goes yes. back to what you were saying. Yes. Because of the so Because he knows regardless he's gonna come. No, yeah, no, he's sorted. For him it's a no brainer. For him it doesn't take anything really. With of course the exception of those few guys who've had to to fake it. Um, <laughs> yes. Aluta Continua brothers. Yes. <laughs> So, but that is a very good point that but you yeah, raised. But then she's not into you. Then you're right. Then she's not. If she's not motivated sexually, maybe she's not that into yeah, you. Yeah, because it, let's face it. If you're, if a woman, if a woman enjoys having sex with you as a man, mm. she's going to. Oh, she's, she she is. Go, she's going to be game. Listen. She's going to be ready. She's yeah. the one that's going to be. Mm. Uh, you know, mm. grabbing your crotch area yes. when you but, are, but, when you are trying to finish that report that you are presenting tomorrow be, at work, and it, she's going to be like, "I'm not, I'm not here to listen to your excuses. Damn it, do your job, <laughs> do your job, and satisfy me." If if your woman is motivated in the bedroom, that like the, you are not going to have these problems. So maybe yeah, she really is just isn't into you. But redefine motivated for yourself as well, please. Yeah. Ne? Okay. Thanks. Bye. Uh, all right. You uh, know what? Actually, I think we are almost running out of time oh, cool. so that would actually now be a good place to leave it at yes but I've, we should happen shouldn't we end it on a happy love quote yeah well, always please because it's it's the land of fairy tales isn't it yeah man let's let's uh let's continue with the illusion man uh we should <laughs> find something when you truly love someone you don't judge them by their past you leave it there just be happy that their future belongs to you oh I'll say it again. Say it. When you truly love someone, you don't judge them by their past. You leave it there. Mm. Just be happy that their future belongs to you. Amen. Mm. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Listen, uh, thank you for hanging out with us as always this morning. And uh, we'll be back with you next week. Same time, same place. Hashtag sipping tea. Cliff no, Central. No. .com. That is where you find us. Podcasts available. We love you. Cliff Central. The revolution. I've got something important to tell you. Cliffcentral.com.